In October, the Adirondack Council, which works to ensure the ecological integrity and wild character of the Adirondack Park, released its annual State of the Park report, which includes a thumbs up and thumbs down for policies emanating from the Capitol here in Albany. To discuss the report, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by John Sheehan, a spokesman for the Adirondack Council. Welcome back to the show, John. Thank you very much, David. So going through the annual report, it seemed like there were more thumbs up than uh, thumbs down for state policymakers. Is that a fair assessment? And if so, what kind of letter grade would you give the governor and state legislature for the past 12 months of work? We had a very good year. There were a number of things that happened that brought new money and policy changes that will help the park long term. Overall, I'd say it was a solid B-plus this year. There's still a couple of things that we need to work on, but I think, in general, the drift was in the right direction. Well, in terms of the positive developments over the last 12 months, anything in particular stand out to you from policies that have emanated out of Albany? Two, really. One was uh, the creation of a new program to help educate students from all over New York State about the wonders of the Adirondacks and the potential for careers in protecting wilderness and helping to manage what is essentially the largest carbon sink available in the Northeast and essentially the world's largest intact temperate deciduous forest. So this is a program that's bringing kids from Medgar Evers College in the city university system in Brooklyn to SUNY College of Environmental Science and Forestry for a couple of weeks to see what it's like to live in the Adirondacks, to uh, get a chance to learn about the careers that are available, and to get the credentials that they would need and training to get the jobs that they might be interested in. That's been a great program. We've seen three cohorts of students come through the Adirondacks already on that, and it really meshes well with the president's plan to create a civilian Climate Corps that would help very much the same way the Civilian Conservation Corps undertook public works projects in the Adirondacks back 100 years ago. Instead of trying just to put people to work and and help with conservation at the same time, this time the aim is really to fight climate change. And uh, we're hoping that this program will be a beacon to other places and uh, we'll get some federal funding for being essentially the first program in place already that is carrying out the president's plan. We also had some success with a survey of Adirondack Lake ecosystems and climate, and that is essentially a new initiative bringing a number of private and state research experts together to do a survey comprehensively of Adirondack Lakes, how they're being affected by climate change, how they're helping to curb climate change, and what role they can play in the future. This is similar to the acid rain studies that were done comprehensively in the 1980s, but the questions being asked this time are a little more sophisticated, and the tools being used are a lot more sophisticated. For example, rather than going in with electric probes and shocking the fish to bring them to the surface to see what's in the water, we now have ways to test the water for DNA and be able to tell, are there trout present without actually touching a fish? And that's a a big advancement, one that uh, will save a lot of time, but also save some wear and tear on the wildlife population. 
Well, I want to follow up on the program you mentioned involving the Medgar Evers College, which seemed to be a, a big priority for uh, members of the Black, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, and Asian caucus in the state legislature. And it seems like the Adirondack Council and Adirondack advocates in general have been really focusing on building up the relationship with that caucus, which has a lot of sway here in Albany. So am I reading that correctly, that there has been maybe a renewed or increased emphasis on strengthening the ties with those lawmakers? And if so, do you feel like that will strengthen your ability to get policies through Albany? I think both are are true. We really spent a lot of time working with the caucus to try to not only help them recognize a connection directly to the Adirondacks, both historically and through ownership of the Forest Preserve, but also uh, to make sure that we did the best job we could in protecting the park. And I think that this has been gratifying to see people who have not spent much time here come learn about the Adirondacks and really get excited about protecting the place. And uh, caucus has helped us in providing some of the money we need to expand the roster of talent that's out there for careers working with state government and trying to protect the Adirondacks from climate change and to help manage the park in ways that will ultimately help to curb the worst of the impacts of climate change on the region. The Black and Puerto Rican Caucus really has embraced the Adirondacks as a place that they care about and that they want to make sure it gets the proper attention and proper funding. And in that same regard, we've been working together on diversity, equity, and inclusion issues for about five or six years now before we ever really got to policy on anything else. We really felt that there was a need to make the park more welcoming to everybody in the state. It seems like a very white, very heterosexual region that didn't necessarily uh, open its arms to the rest of New York. Uh, I think that's a misapprehension in a lot of cases, but uh, there are also some lingering prejudices that we have to work on and uh, just some fear of uh, change that uh, can affect people who are in positions of leadership in communities. So I think that something that we're going to have to continue working on, but the goal is one that I think is good for everybody, which is to make sure that people realize that Forever Wild is, is something that applies for, to everybody and that they uh, are all individual owners of the forest preserve and have a stake in what happens in the Adirondacks. I want to turn our attention to the assessment of some of the regulatory work or or lack of work in New York. But first, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. Uh, This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with John Sheehan about the Adirondack Council's annual report on the Adirondack Park. So you note, and this doesn't seem like it's a new concern, but basically being We'll say underwhelmed with some of the decisions uh, about the Adirondack Park Agency, both in terms of uh, its staffing and at the board level. What are the concerns there that the governor in particular failed to meet? Well, we're very concerned that uh, most of the commissioners are serving on expired terms right now. Some have uh, essentially checked out in terms of their attention to what's happening in the park because they have other priorities that they're trying to shift to. 
Others have left and are no longer residents of the state. So we have uh, some gaps to fill in terms of leadership at both the Adirondack Park Agency and at the Lake George Park Commission, which is an entity that performs a similar function, but just inside the Lake George Basin. So it's a second layer of protection for Lake George. The folks that are serving on these boards right now at the park agency generally have more experience in environmental protection, and that is something that is reflected in uh, staff leadership, too, at the park agency. So we really would love to see some additional talent brought to those agencies, and for the, the Adirondack Park Agency just got its first black member a couple of years ago. Certainly there is a diversity concern with the the folks who are on the board of the park agency, that it should look more like New York State, not just one tiny corner of it. So this is a a concern that we've expressed to the governor and one that we hope that she will take some action on in the legislative session ahead. The report gives uh, the state a thumbs up for releasing the long-awaited Adirondack Road Salt Reduction Task Force report. Now that that report is out, in order to get a maybe a thumbs up uh, in next year's report, what do you want to see from the state on that front? Do we need to actually begin to see a serious reduction in, say, the use of road salt up uh, in the Adirondacks? Are there studies that you want to see embraced? What what would be moving in the positive direction on that front? Well, there are pilot projects that have been proposed in a variety of different locations that we'd like to see get underway. But we know what to do. We've had a very good sense of that for some time now, but getting state officials to cooperate with this has been very difficult. We understand the Department of Transportation has a responsibility to maintain public safety, but the resistance to doing anything new has been hard to deal with during this process. You know, we've been calling on the uh, state to do what it's just starting to do now since 2009. We're grateful that the process is finally getting started, but it it's taken a long time to get there, and I think we still have some skeptical uh, officials at the Department of Transportation. One of the things we learned was that because there was less uh, salt being applied per trip uh, as they went out to plow last year, um, some of the mid-level managers simply adjusted their practice by going out more frequently. So the overall effect was more salt on the ground rather than less. That uh, didn't exactly get us moving in the right direction. So uh, we're hoping that we can adjust that. Certainly we've been really happy with the uh, uh, fact that local government has embraced this effort as well as it has. Um they have not been the problem in this case. Most of the difficulty with contamination has been around state highways, state storage facilities, and places where the state just has been applying tons and tons of salt since 1980 and doesn't have any other plan to uh, to uh, deal with the road de-icing in those locations. Now that those new plans are in place, we want to see them carried out, and we're hoping that a year from now, we've got a nice report to to provide to the public about how well things went. Um, but uh, we're, we're still in the very early stages now and hoping to get things underway this winter. 
Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking about the State of the Park report from the Adirondack Council with John Sheehan, and you can find that report at adirondackcouncil.org. You can actually find a lot of the issues in the report uh, discussed on the Capitol Press Room archives at capitalpressroom.org or in your podcast feed, wherever you download your favorite shows. John, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Dave, my pleasure. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk with you today. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.